It's Friday. Welcome to the Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames. Xander Entertainment News. We have uh, the story of a young nine-year-old boy, Quaden Bales, and how he has touched the hearts of so many people and a lot of celebrities that are having his back. Plus, in sports, the NFL players are not happy about the the proposed CBA uh, regulations that they're trying to push. A lot of uh, NFL players are against it. In video game news, brand new vampire game that's coming out. You guys are going to want to listen to that. Plus, I have uh, as my guest this week, or today actually, I have Kimberly Dawn, up-and-coming country music artist with her brand new hit single, Nashville. All of that coming up on the Xander Effect today. But first, up-and-coming hip-hop artist John Doe and his song, Ring, right here on the Xander Effect. Some people say we don't need nobody to lean on. I don't agree though. Mamas have papas and papas have mamas and people need people. Uh, opposites equal. A baby so little. There's a chapel somewhere. On a hill in San Pedro. Overlooking the ocean. With a gazebo. Or a male and a female. Hoping that he will. Propose to a face to face. Hand to hand. Body to body. And not through an email. Used to have problems with details. Now know what you're wearing. Like I've been working for women's retail. We going for a ride. Why don't you fasten your seatbelt? We will never forget or never regret the stuff that we said. As we walked in the aisle, through the altar, straight out the church, into the caucus. It's an event. Marriage was meant. A man and a woman. I gotta stand up for something. Head over hills. Like I fell on the steps. My head is still spinning from tumbling. Man, I'm just rambling, huh? And they say, I don't know nothing. Huh? Maybe I'm done when it comes to love. Maybe I've been calling you. Hoping that you let me through Open up the door. Maybe I can talk to you, I mean, where you, at? Where you been? And possibly you say I do But you just let it ring, 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 ring If you would wear this ring, 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 ring I'm assuming you love me Woman, you want me Why don't you tell me I come when you call me There's something about you The place with my heart beating There's something about you Makes me feel like I'm melting No matter what you say Nothing can stop me Girl, you can help me Don't take a selfie without me Tell me about you Like there's nothing about me There's so much that you possess Let me do your accounting Huh, what would you say if I wish you away Pick you up from a job in the middle of the day In a helicopter With some tickets to a play Or an opera Right before we get there, get there. some lobster or a plate full of pasta. Yeah. Then I hug you, 
All I'm planning to surprise you. After the embrace, stand up in the place, get right up in your face. Then I stop you, get on one knee so everyone can see. I'm in the posture. Then get out my pocket, then I open a little box up. Got that expression on your face like you just won an Oscar. Couldn't imagine my life without you. Baby, I've been calling you. Hoping that you let me through. Maybe I can talk to you. And possibly you say I do. But you just let it ring, 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 ring. If you would wear this ring, 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 ring. It's plagiarism, yeah. To say that you do. Like you're true. I did that to you, girlfriend. It's plagiarism, yeah. To say that you care and act like you're there. You stole my idea, girlfriend. Lately, I've been calling you, hoping that you let me through. Maybe I can talk to you. Possibly you say I do, but you just let it ring, 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 ring. If you would wear this ring, 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 ring. Lately I've been calling you, hoping that you let me through. Maybe I can talk to you, and possibly you say I do. Just let it ring, 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 ring. If you would wear this ring, 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 ring. Man, talk about an awesome song. That that song definitely could get stuck in anybody's head. That was John Doe's ring right here on the Xander Effect, and. Man, talk about a crazy week in entertainment news. I mean, we have uh, this this uh, video went viral this week on a young boy by the name of Quaden Bales out of Australia who has who has um, who has uh, something called it's uh, it's a uh, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, birth something that he was born with it's called achondroplasia dwarfism and he's been getting bullied i mean this is ridiculous like you would think that bullying would end already and this young this little boy this sweet little boy is getting bullied and he went in front of a camera because his mom was was taking uh, footage of this, you know, uh, taking his taking um, a video uh, through her phone of him saying that he wanted to kill himself. It was such a heartbreaking thing to watch, and it has many people in an uproar, including myself, somebody that got bullied as a child. It was the most heartbreaking thing. It brought me to tears to see a little nine-year-old boy wanting to kill himself. This is what drives so many kids to do exactly that because of these bullies. Parents, teach your children to be kind to one another. It's not that difficult. If you were a bully when you were a kid, Trust me when I say it doesn't do anybody any good to teach your children to be the same way. 
And because of this, so many celebrities have come out and have this kid's back. You have Josh Gad that said, there's perhaps, you know, on a tweet, there's perhaps nothing more heartbreaking and debilitating than seeing a child take this kind of bullying to heart. As someone who was bullied as a child and to this day gets bullied by trolls online, I can safely say with confidence that you are so much more special and beautiful. James Wood says, tweeted, I'm hoping my lovely followers in Australia will somehow bring this to the attention of my pal, hashtag Quaden Bales. Hang in there, Quaden. You've got more friends than you know. I was bullied a lot as a kid. We've all been there. Go, Quaden. William Shatner tweeted, I'm usually not one to support or promote a GoFundMe campaign, but this is truly heart-wrenching what happened to Quaden. I'm asking at Disneyland to get involved and to treat Quaden as a king during his stay. Such such beautiful, you know, an outpour of so many celebrities. Um, you have Hugh Jackman that also tweeted saying, Quaden, you've got a friend in me, along with a video. You have The Walking Dead, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, that said, that basically said he didn't know who it was. He didn't know who Quaden is but that he's he's there for him as well. You have a he's he quoted you have a bunch of friends out here out in the world that you haven't met yet. We're here. We got your back. You need to know that it'll get better. It has also hit the MMA scene as the owner of one of the top MMA schools in the world called One. The CEO, Chatri Sitiota uh, Tong, I can't pronounce, I'm sorry if I mispronounced his last name. He went on a video saying that basically he, sa he said that he saw it, it was heartbreaking to see, and he's offering... Quaden's parents and Quaden himself MMA lessons from one of the top, top schools in the world in Singapore. He said, you know, basically that he would go ahead and do an all expense paid trip for him and his family to come to his school so he could teach him how to defend himself against bullies. That is what I'm talking about. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Honestly, MMA should be free to any child, anybody that gets bullied. It needs to teach them confidence and be able to protect themselves against these jerks that think they have a power over anybody that gets bullied. Trust me when I say, coming from somebody that, get, that got bullied as a child, I would have loved for somebody to have offered me these type of classes when I was a kid because it hurts. It breaks your heart to know that there are humans out there with whatever, at whatever age that actually practice this type of torture towards a little kid. Not cool. Quayton, if you ever listen to this podcast, let me tell you this much. You have a friend in me as well, kid. Hang in there. Trust me, you are a hero to so many kids that are getting bullied out there. Do not let these these bullies take take you down trust me when i say things will get better and now that you're getting the support from an mma organization take that and always use that to defend yourself only in self-defense against these jerks 
That's what I'm going to say about that. In other entertainment news, Steven Spielberg's adopted daughter, Michaela Spielberg, has announced that she wants to venture into the adult uh, the adult world of of, uh, of adult mo- adult films by doing solo uh, doing solo acts and according to what she's saying, Steven Spielberg is actually supporting her one hundred and ten percent. I mean, you have another daughter. I mean, th- this is the second daughter actually. Well, the second or third daughter that uh, from a from a top celebrity that gets into the adult entertainment industry as you may know Lawrence Fishburne's daughter Montana Fishburne also did uh adult movies as well so seems like uh they they just find their niche in this type of stuff you know Michaela apparently says that she's you know she's seen she's done other types of uh careers and she's happy as doing this she's she she sees this as she's bringing joy to uh to you know, to the public in more ways than one. And she's perfectly okay with this. She, she loves doing this. And, you know, the Spielberg supported her a hundred percent. So, I mean, you know, go for it, handle it. I mean, if you're perfectly secure with your sexuality and you want to go ahead and, and, uh, and, and showcase that, then you know what? More power to you. Handle business. In other entertainment news, Amanda Bynes' family is totally against her engagement to uh, to her fiance. She made the announcement uh, earlier this week that she's getting married. She got engaged to a gentleman by the name of Paul Michael, who she met in AA. But her family is against it. I mean, her family is against it. They will not approve the marriage. And since her mother is pretty much her, I guess, her conservator, she will not allow this to happen. I mean, I can see why. I mean, looking at Amanda, like the transformation that she's gone through, she's, I don't know, she's she's changed, but it doesn't seem like she's changing for the better. It just seems like she just keeps on going on a downward spiral. She just graduated from FITM, so she's got that going for her. She's been sober for a year, and that's actually what she also said about her her and her guy, uh, and this guy, Paul, is that they've both been sober sober for a year. And they want to get married, but her parent, her family is not going to allow it. So they're just going to stay engaged. This is going to be a prolonged engagement, and that's just the way it goes. I mean, who knows? Sometimes when people go through this type of mental breakdown or mental like uh, or or, uh, or or yeah, just a mental breakdown, they tend to or addiction actually I should say they they tend to uh, find kindred spirits and they tend to like latch on to one another. It's almost like it's it's almost like they're just they're 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 just looking after each other, you know, playing it safe because they can't go in near anyone else for fear that they might fall back into the addiction. At least that's what I'm assuming. I don't know. I mean, I have friends that have addictive personalities and they, it just I don't know. It just seems like they're just trying to support each other. They've taken it a little bit further into an engagement. So I don't know. It's it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty like it's a random engagement engagement to be honest with you it's a random engagement and i could see why her family is a little bit cautious maybe they want to test the waters out and see if they they are together because of because they actually love each other uh this guy is this guy paul trying to take advantage of amanda Bynes and her popularity and her fame 
or is or or the money or is this true love? Who knows? I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that that's what her family is waiting to see. They're waiting to see what happens next. <laughs> to be honest, I'm actually curious myself to see what happens next because right now, I mean, it just it just seems like it's a marriage out of convenience for both of them. That's what it seems like to me. So we'll see what happens in the the in the future if their family if Amanda Bynes' family eventually says okay go ahead and get married and you know go from there in other entertainment news up and coming country music star Kimberly Dawn's new song Nashville comes out today so make sure you go ahead and listen to it or better yet how about I just play it for you but before I do that let's go ahead and check out the interview I have with Kimberly as she talks to me about what inspires her writing her perform her live performances and her of course her new single Nashville on the Xander effect I have country music superstar Kimberly Dawn Kimberly how you doing today I am fabulous how are you uh it's a beautiful day in my neighborhood and i know that it's a beautiful day in your neighborhood because your song comes out today it does and i'm so excited your awesome song called nashville i'm really really stoked and i've i heard it uh before i i, I got the sneak peek <laughs> thank you very much you did. and you did. um i got to listen to it and uh it's an amazing song. Why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about how you came up with this, with the lyrics, and how this song came about. So, first of all, I just, I love music, and I love all genres of music, and I grew up listening to everything from, you know, the Supremes and Elvis Presley, and I don't know, I mean, you name it, I listen to everything. Um, and music always just it's brought so much joy into my life and during the hardest times of my life I feel like I'll listen to music and it lifts me up or it helps me feel better so with this song I just I knew I wanted to write something that was going to get people excited they wanted to dance and that they'd want to sing to it and what better thing to do than write a song about falling in love and picking a place that you fell in love with um, or fell in love with that person and so I love Nashville. It's one of my favorite cities. Um, and so I wrote a song about that. You know, awesome. talked about falling in love with that special someone in the city that I love. And yeah, it was great. No, that's fantastic. That's great because, and I mean, Nashville is, you know, pretty much country, you know, capital, country music capital of the world. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty much where a lot of country uh, music comes from, but that's really cool that, you know, you don't, you don't just box yourself into just one genre. You like all kinds of music and that's, that's, you know, that's really awesome of you to do that. So, I mean, how did, like, did you always knew you were going to be a country singer or was there a point that you were going to be trying to do something else or did just country music just flow in your veins and just say, you know what, you need to sing because this is who you are? Well, okay, so I grew up in a small town. I actually grew up on a farm in Alberta, Canada. And I grew up listening, like I said, to all genres of music. Um, but I really fell in love with country music probably in like the 90s. Um, I moved out to Los Angeles, and I actually was doing pop music in L.A. Hmm. Um, and I did that for, honestly, about 10 years I was doing pop music. And part of that for me, I love to write, so I write my songs. Um, so I was doing that, but 
there was just something that I felt like I was missing. I really wanted to do country music. I actually really did. And being in L.A., I had so many producers say to me, well, if you want to do country music, you need to move to Nashville. And that <laughs> yep. was something that was, that was just something at that time, like 10 years ago, it was just, I wasn't going to just up and, you know, leave. I, my husband, my family were here. Um, well, and that's, so the, and, I, that, and that's the thing is that Nashville, and, I, and I'm sorry to cut you off here quick, but Nashville, like everybody always says, Hollywood, if you want to be an actor, go to Hollywood. You want to be in Broadway, go to New York or fashion, New York. You want to do country music? go to Nashville. You want to do pop music, you go to Orlando. So, I mean, <laughs> every, right, every right. one of these areas has their own niche. They do. They do. And, you know, it's interesting because um, I get it. Like 10 years ago, yeah, I probably would have had to really have, like, moved to Nashville, stayed in Nashville. But I feel like um, Nashville's become such a music hub, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many... Um, songwriters that are even in the pop genre that are going out to Nashville and just writing in Nashville, working in Nashville. So I feel like it's become like a, a hub for all different genres of music. Um, but for me, about four years ago, I just said, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do. And this is country music. And so I kind of jumped into it. Um, and this past year, I've spent the last year uh, really going back and forth to Nashville. So I'll go to Nashville for like a week at a time and write. And that's kind of what I was doing last year. So I'd been to Nashville, but I really, this past year, I really have spent a lot of time there. Um, and then while I was there, you know, I met a lot of really great songwriters and artists and was writing a lot. And I actually just finished an EP in January. Nice. Very nice. And b- besides no. but besides Nashville, you also have a couple of other songs too, like Cadillac Lovers and Slow Dancing in the Dark. Yes, I do. I do. And, and Slow Dancing um, and was I- nominated for Best Country Song at the 2019 Hollywood Music and Media Awards. It was, and I was really excited about that. Um, I was... I was pleasantly surprised when I found out that it was nominated. So that was exciting to actually, you know... You do this, you do music because you love it, or I do it because I love it. And getting a little bit of recognition sometimes, it feels good. I'm not going to lie. It feels good to actually be recognized and you feel like, wow, okay, I'm actually putting something out there that people are listening to, that people actually appreciate. So it felt good just to be recognized and, you know, um, to be nominated, you know. And and the thing is that your music you you were uh, you were seen quoted saying all through growing up raising a family and finding myself music got me past the most difficult times. If my song gives someone else strength to get through the day, then I've done what I set out to do. That's a quote that that that, uh, mm-hmm. that you said. So tell me a little bit about the the uh, rough times that you had. I mean, obviously it's funny because I, I I was talking to a friend of mine not too long ago, and I told him that country music. Music has a, a kind of like, and, it's, and you're a storyteller, so a lot of country mm-hmm. music is telling a story. And what's really cool because one of my favorite country music artists is Garth Brooks. He's one of my favorites, and wow. um, you know his song. Like I, I remember listening to like the first song I heard him was the first song I heard was Thunder Road. And when I heard that song, what's beautiful about that song is that 
he describes the rain. He describes the, the, the elements that are around him. He describes mm-hmm. everything in that song. And, he, and it's, it's so funny because the song isn't about a woman. It's not about a car. It's not about his guitar. It's about the road and the rain and what he goes through. And that to me is just amazing because a lot of country songs are a lot like that. They're not just about, they're not just about a person, but they're about the environment, the inanimate objects. They're about different things that just move you. I mean, it, and, and for you, from what I can tell, it has to do with, lo- with your love life. It has to do with your emotions. It has to do with all these things. So I'm assuming that, you know, getting through uh, rough times inspired a lot of these songs as well. Very much so. I mean, I can, like I said, I grew up on a, on a farm. The population of my little town was a thousand people. <laughs> so it's, it's like you grow up in that. And, you know, today I feel like it's a little harder with, with social media. Thank goodness. I feel like I'm blessed that I didn't have to deal with that. It's like if you had issues at school, you could at least come home and get rest from that and then mm-hmm. have to deal with it the next day. So I think just, you know, I would listen to, I mean, I remember Wilson Phillips they had a song called Hold On. And I remember, I think I had just gone through a breakup and I remember hearing that song and I'm like, I'm going to make it. It's okay. I have other things that are, go-. you know, it like, it really <laughs> carried me through that, you know? And Very so true. for me, we all go through life and we all are going to have problems, even though you can look at social media and people's lives might look like they're perfect. Nobody's life is perfect. We're all nope. going to go through life and um, we're not going to be unscathed with everything. So for me, I take experiences that I've dealt with in my life to maybe help me through and I'll write about them and I'll tell a story, but I also take other people's stories. You know, I've, um, you know, one of my best friends dealt with cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm just saying that life, there's a lot of real life scenarios that we all deal with. And, you know, I will take those things and I put them into song. It's actually my therapy, to be honest with you. I feel like songwriting has become this therapy for me. And then when I release it out into the world, I'm releasing it to all the listeners and everyone who's listening to it. And hopefully they get something from it, whatever they take from that and make it their own. Because now I've given it to them. And you know what? And that's and that's the thing. That's what makes this type of music so real. That's that's actually what makes every 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 lyric that you write so real because it is about real people. And talking about Wilson Phillips, you opened for Wilson Phillips at uh, the House of Blues in uh, 2015. I did open up for um, Wilson Phillips, which is very surreal for me because I grew up, I I loved their music and I used to listen to it. And so when I had the opportunity to open up for them, it was, um, yeah, I feel like I manifested it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Because you were saying that you were listening and suddenly you're opening for them. So that must have been something surreal for you. Yeah, it was. It was. And they were great. They're just, yeah, class act. They were great. So are you used to performing for like, uh, for, for large, uh, large crowds of people? I mean, are you, or are you starting to get used to it? Because you're starting to gain a lot of fans, especially on social media uh, and on Spotify. You know, you have about 50,000 plus fans on Instagram. So a lot of people are starting to take notice. How do you like, how do you feel whenever you get up on stage? I mean, or, or how are you going to feel when you do a concert and all 50,000 are right there staring back at you? You know what? Um, 
I definitely still get nervous when I perform and mm. I haven't been out performing for for a while because I've really been focusing on obviously writing and wanting to make the best music right now but I'm now just starting to get back into it um, I did like a little secret open mic night last week I didn't tell anyone I was doing it and I just showed oh, up at and I was and not I was... invited how dare you oh my I, god that's it I know how dare me <laughs> so it was it was good it was just because i'm like you know what i'm gonna start doing this you know um so i did that and it's just good to to put myself out there but i think it's good to always be nervous because it keeps you on your game Correct. If you're if i think if you're not nervous then you're kind of not necessarily being in the moment and really wanting to um I think give the best show that you can give or give, give the best performance. You know, I want to be able to, you know, still be nervous and have those nerves because I feel like it makes me a better performer um, and a performer in the sense where I want people to feel the emotion that's coming from me, whether it's a happy, upgoing, fast song or it's a sappy, slow song. You know, um, I just want people to be able to, to connect with me. So I still get nervous, but like I said, I'm, getting my feet wet again and I'm starting to do shows so and you know what I mean it's it's funny because coming from a mother of four being nervous is a little bit strange because I mean you went through four pregnancies which I'm sure that must have been nerve-wracking for you and you survived plenty so I think going in front of a lot of people shouldn't be that nerve-wracking I don't think <laughs> you think have you done it <laughs> Well, I guess, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's why I said I don't think. <laughs> I, I, I'm very careful of how I say things because I know it's going to blow yeah. right back to me. So. <laughs> No, but that's cool yeah. though that that's cool though that I mean like you're able to wow, you're able to you're able to balance, you know, your personal life with four kids, you know, your marriage and music. How in the world are you doing all that? I don't sleep. <laughs> There's a lot of juggling. But you know what? I am, that's one thing I will say. I'm really good at multitasking. I really am. Um, I'm good at it. I just need to be better about how I schedule myself. So it's, yeah, there are definitely days where I'm running ragged between, you know, whether it's a, you know, guitar lesson, because I still actually take guitar lessons and piano lessons because I always want to better myself, um, you know, whether it's rehearsal, but then I have the kids and they have to be picked up from school or they have to be to this appointment or that, you know, so it's just, it's a lot of, you know, scheduling, multitasking, and I've learned not to be afraid to ask for help. So I definitely, there are definitely times where I, I need help and I'll rely on friends. Hey, you know what? I'm going to be out of town this entire week. Can you help me? You know? Wow. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Cause I have, I know people that have one kid and they can't handle one kid. You have four and you're able to handle four children, a marriage, your career, and still find time to practice, you know, uh, piano and guitar lessons. I mean, that is just, that, that, that goes to show that excuses like, and this is an old saying and excuse me for saying this, but excuses are like assholes. Everybody's got one. 
that's that's an old saying that uh, mm-hmm. a friend of mine, or not a friend, my old my old journalism teacher actually told us this. I love that. <laughs> she actually she got upset with us because we were we were behind on our deadline. She walks in there and screams. I was like, "There is no reason why this deadline should be so behind. You guys are full of excuses." And that's when she said the the, the phrase, and it stuck with me for the rest of my life. It did you see? Because you learned something in that class. That's good. And that was in the ninth grade. That was like, that was, I'm not going to even say how long ago that was because I don't want to age myself here. But that was a long time ago and it's still in my head. But that's, you know what? That's cool though because I mean, you are, you are, the embodiment of no excuses like you seriously are able to do everything and that is very commendable to see and to hear to be honest with you and i'm sure your kids you know the older the older they get they are going to i mean if they don't already appreciate everything you do every sacrifice that you have done i am sure that i I appreciated everything my mom did when she was alive, and to this day, I still do. So I can tell you from a son, you know, they will definitely appreciate all you do because, and they'll, and, oh, and, and they'll take example. They will take example of how you are as a person, how you are as a professional. They'll take example for that too. You're an example of pretty much if they're saying, oh, I want to quit. You're an example of, oh, did I? <laughs> Look right. at all I'm doing. I haven't quit yet. And then, you know, just because I have, just because I'm married and have kids doesn't mean that I'm going to give up on my dreams. So that is the great example that you are giving for the rest of up and coming, uh, you know, artists, very pretty much. You know, you're an example yeah. for that. And that's amazing. So aside from that, what do we have? Like, you did a <clears throat> secret concert that I wasn't invited to. We're not going to talk about that. What do you, what other concerts that are publicly known are you going to be coming up with very soon? You know what? Um, I'm actually, I'm going to be in Nashville next month and I'm doing um, a writer's round at, at the uh, George Jones Hotel on the 22nd of um, March. So, so far, that's what I have coming up. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, going to do some stuff probably around LA but nothing has been set in stone yet so and you've also weren't you also uh at the 2020 vision regard 10 event yes 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 how was that Um, for you because it was uh, it was hashtag the year of the woman yes amazing amazing so I performed a couple songs there um I performed a song called warrior um which is an empowering um, song. It's an empowerment song, definitely. And then I performed Nashville, you know, so I shared that with everyone a day early. Um, But the song Warrior, I actually wrote that song, again, talk about songs that you want to like be able to um, help people through difficult times. Um, I had one of my kids that was being bullied at school. And I remember having the conversation with her and, um, I, I, you know, she was young. She was like probably 10. Mm-hmm. And I know about that. I, it's, it's a real thing. And, and the thing is, people think that bullying is someone has to push you or be physical with you or no. it's so many things. I mean, there's adults that are bullied in the mm-hmm. workplace. I mean, there's Correct. so, there's so much. And so I sat down at the piano and I just started writing and this was a song I wasn't even going to release. Wow. Um, I wrote it for her 
and I sang it to her. I said, this is your song. And, um, and I said, if you're ever having a hard time, just remember you are a warrior. You're strong. You can get through this. And, um, I eventually, I did probably like four years later, um, I released it, you know, and I just, I, I kind of had a conversation with her and said, you know what? I feel like this song, you know, could help a lot of people that are going through just a hard time. It may not be that they're being bullied. It could just be, you know, anything. They're just having a hard time. And this might be the one thing that puts a smile on their face or gives them the courage to keep going through the day. And I think we all need that. We all need to have something that lifts us up when we're in our deepest and darkest place that can help us feel better. And so with that song, with Warrior, I, you know, that's been my hope with that song the whole time is just that it will, you know, encourage others and lift them up when they're, you know, going through their, you know, darkest times. You know what? That's very well said because I was bullied as a kid myself. So I know all about that. And uh, music does actually help you go get through a lot of things. And, uh, you know, it's amazing that you're doing that, especially since bullying is such a, it's such a controversial subject right now uh, amongst young, young people. It's still going on to this day. I thought it might've been eradicated already. Like, you know, people would be more tolerant, but it seems like with social media, it's just making things worse. And oh, yeah. um, it's just, it's, it's so, it's so sad to see, especially if a female, if a young girl gets bullied, that's, girls are already having a tough time as it is growing up and then add bullying to that. I mean, that's just too much. That's too much for a young girl to go through. So I'm, I'm very happy that you came up with that song, even though it was just for your daughter, that's an amazing song to give to the rest of, uh, to the rest of, uh, to the rest of, to society really. And, and, you know, so we young girls could actually listen to it or women or anybody for that matter could listen to it and say, you know what, I can get through this. So that's really cool of you to have done that. Kimberly, where can we follow you? Where can we stalk you on social media? Stalk me, stalk me, stalk me. Okay. <laughs> On Instagram, you can find me at official Kimberly Dawn, and that's like official O F F I C I A L Kimberly K I M B E R L Y Dawn D A W N. Um, I'm even on Twitter. You Woo-hoo! guys follow me on Twitter. Um, and on on Twitter, I'm just um, official Kim Dawn. And then um, I'm on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook, just Kimberly Dawn Music. And Spotify, you can find oh, yeah. me on Spotify. That's really important. Official oh, yeah. Kimberly Dawn um, on Spotify. And then I'm on Apple Music, too. So download. You guys stream my song, Nashville. Stream all my music. Oh, we're going to be playing Nashville coming up next right now. Kimberly Dawn, thank you so much for being on the Xander Effect. I look forward to interviewing you again. Hopefully, I get to have a sit-down interview with you in person and be able to really like see what you've been up to since, since this interview. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was so great. And yes, we are for sure going to do that. We're going to have a sit down and you're going to know next time I have a show. I'll keep you posted. I better send me by, send like a carrier pigeon even if you have to. I mean, you know, something. You know it. You know it. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks a lot, Kimberly. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
Georgia clay. Ride back to the summer, burning up the place. Kimberly Dawn's Nashville. It, that song uh, comes out today, so make sure you go ahead and download it on Spotify and any other place that you could find it. 
Amazing interview. Thank you so much, Kimberly Dawn, for being on the Xander Effect. Hopefully, I get to talk to you again very soon. I actually uh, bumped into her yesterday at the 10-year anniversary of Regard Magazine event. Uh, that was a lot of fun. It was an incredible event. Star studded red carpet event. I really enjoyed myself. Uh, major shout-out to... Uh, to uh, Tracy Kaiser and Kelly K uh, PR for putting an amazing event. Uh, Kelly, she's she's done a lot for uh, Regard Magazine, and uh, you know they they always do great events for them. So amazing, uh, you know, very classy, very stylish. An awesome performance by Kimberly Dawn. Everything was, you know, it was just, it was just a great night last night. So, major shout out uh, to them for uh, for holding and inviting me to a wonderful event. So that was really cool of them. In sports, looks like uh, there's a scandal that's out right now. Well, it it just came out actually yesterday on Thursday that an Olympic wrestler was sexually abused by a former Michigan athletic doctor, uh, Andy. Rovat, uh, who competed in the U.S. Uh, 2008 Summer Olympics, told the Associated Press that basically he had encounters with the late Dr. Robert E. Anderson, and it happened his freshman year in 1998. He was uh, he was quoted, "I would like to let people know that it's okay to come out." Uh, Rovat, uh, it's okay to let your voice be heard. I was warned about him by teammates saying, if anything happens and you go see the doctor, he's going to inappropriately touch you. That's just what Dr. A does. I mean, honestly, that, that, <laughs> if, if they're warning people about this doctor, somebody who, you know, these, athletes trust then something should have been done a long time ago and yet it wasn't i mean it doesn't make any sense that uh that that they didn't go ahead and nip this in the bud you know and they allowed this doctor to to do this type of stuff you know but i mean and and now it's it's crazy because he this this wrestler decides to come out now why didn't like why i i mean i get it i i get it i've i've been told that you know whenever abuse happens it's difficult for the victim to come out because it's so embarrassing but at the same time you need to any victims out there that are victims of abuse or molestation or anything like that you need to come out you need to come out and you need to tell somebody you need to report this person because if you don't it's more than likely this person's going to do it to somebody else it's more than likely they could do it to a friend sister brother whoever and you need to stop that. Or it could be someone's sister, somebody's brother, anybody. You need to stop that type of that type of uh, that type of that type of abuse because these people will not be stopped unless somebody speaks up and says, hey, this person is 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 a pervert, a pedophile, whatever. You you need they need to go to jail. They need to be reported. So yeah, it's it's a difficult situation, I know, but something needs to be done about that. In other sports news, the NFL has released a collective bargaining agreement, the CBA. Uh they've they've uh They've announced that the owners accepted the terms, but the players aren't so happy about it. Here's the statement that, that, that basically they, they shelled out for the CBA. Following more 
Within 10 months of intensive and thorough negotiations, the NFL players and clubs have jointly developed a comprehensive set of new and revised terms that will transform the future of the game, provide, provide for players, past, present, and future, both on and off the field, and ensure that the NFL's second century is even better and more exciting for the fans. The membership voted today to accept the negotiated terms on the principal elements of a new collective bargaining agreement. The Players Association would also need to vote to approve the same terms for there to be a new agreement. Since the clubs and players need to have a system in place and know the rules that they will operate under by next week, the membership also approved moving forward under the final year of the 2011 CBA if the players decided not to approve the negotiated terms. Out of respect for the process and our partners at the NFLPA, we will have no further comment at this time. As the last paragraph stated states, players must discuss whether to accept these terms. Here's the thing. The players, they're not happy. The, the terms are the terms are not benefiting them at all and they have taken to Twitter JJ Watt tweeted hard no on that proposed CPA Richard Sherman also tweeted leadership I am with you please communicate with your team with your team rep uh, Alan Robinson's the second rip it up he tweeted Leonard Fournette I disagree with the 17 games he tweeted Michael Thomas tweeted yeah I <laughs> Joe Mixon tweeted, honestly, it would be nice as a running back before they agree to 17 games if they asked us what we thought. Just saying. Uh, David Bakhtiari tweeted, 48 to 48.5% split roughly between 1,700 players, 52 to 51.5% split among 31 owners. Yet this equation is supposed to make sense. Not to mention the 0.5% only happens if we agree to an extra game a season. Hashtag know your worth. Basically, the tweets just go on and on of players not liking this agreement. And I'm sure that if the negotiation took this long, the players are going to go ahead and continue to hold back until this thing is revised that will benefit everybody because... The players are looking at it as this is not benefiting the players, and we're the ones doing all the work. It's benefiting mainly the owners. This is this isn't this isn't a good deal. So the owners better be careful because if they don't come up with a with a, at least a halfway decent agreement or some sort of some sort of a deal that will benefit all parties, you're looking at a possible player strike at this point from what I can see because the players are not going to take this type of stuff they, they're they the ones that take all the risks they, they're the ones that take the risk of permanent injury uh, just injuries in general I mean you know there's so much stuff that happens in football that it's just it's it's not a good deal NFL you need to go ahead and revise this for your players because they take they do a lot they bring you a lot of money fans pay a lot to watch these guys go at it against each other so you need to revise that in other entertainment uh, in other excuse me in other sports news Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury go at it this Saturday and man this fight this is the second time that they go up against each other and to be honest 
this fight is getting hectic. Obviously, we know Tyson Fury has got, you know, has got the the Money Mayweather mentality of talking crap to his opponents and really like doing he has a flair for the theatrics. I mean, one time he came to uh to uh press uh presser in a Batman outfit to prove a point that he's Batman and his opponent was Joker and he beat up the Joker and told his opponent, you're next, you know I mean, the YouTube video is freaking hilarious to watch this, but Tyson Fury is definitely an outspoken fighter and he's going up against Deontay Wilder who's not too thrilled about his opponent, especially since the last time they met, it was uh, it, uh, you know, the, the it was a split draw and he, you know, and Wilder basically kept uh you know kept his title fury's not too happy about that so it, they're they're gonna go at it with one another this saturday and the tickets are freaking just ridiculous how how expensive the tickets are i had it from a reliable source that floor seats are going for twenty two thousand, like twenty two thousand bucks that's that's maddening that's oh my god that is simply just out of control out of control yeah, I, I uh, obviously I'm not going to attend the fight, but <laughs> I hope to watch it, uh, you know, uh, somewhere at a sports bar where my entry fee will only be about 12 bucks. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm more than likely going to go ahead and do something like that. Up next, we have Jugada la Mora by up and coming artist JP Castillo right here on the Xander Effect. Juegas con todos y los ilusionas, eh, yeah. Pero conmigo no te va a funcionar, no, no, no. Ese jueguito yo me lo inventé, yeah. Si quieres jugamos a amarnos, cosamos sin lastimarnos. Pero mañana nos olvidamos. Repetimos si nos encontramos. ¿Qué quieres? Si apareces de la nada y te vas de repente, baby. Solo mírame a la cara y dime qué se siente saber que yo estoy dispuesto a jugar tu juego. Solo dime si lo tomas, porque si no, hasta luego, baby. Si apareces de la nada y te vas de repente, baby. Corrido y mañana me despido y me llamas cuando sientas que ya no aguanta y quieres conmigo y te saco los semidos. Pero por favor de mí no te enamores, que ya no estoy para un mundo de colores. Ahora estoy viviendo momentos mejores, solo estoy sin compromiso, así que no me llores. ¿Qué quieres? Si apareces de la nada y te vas de repente, baby. Solo mírame a la cara y dime qué se siente saber. Estoy dispuesto a jugar tu juego Solo dime si lo tomas Porque si no, hasta luego, baby Si apareces de la nada Y te vas de repente, baby Solo mírame a la cara Y dime qué se siente saber Que yo estoy dispuesto a jugar tu juego Solo 
That was JP Castillo's Jugar al Amor right here on the Xander Effect. And man, that's that's actually, dude, I, I actually really like his music. JP's got an incredible talent, man, and he's got more than just that. So trust me, he's definitely up and coming in the music industry. In video game news, there is a brand new uh, vampire video game. It's called Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, and it takes place in Seattle. They're they're doing kind of like a, I don't know, they're, they're doing kind of like a, like a, folklore nor something like that i see i saw the previews for the game it's actually a first person type of game and i guess the rules are that the character that that you become is a vampire and he goes only after the one percenters and he the character i guess cannot reveal himself to the public as a vampire for so you know because otherwise something happens to the character it's got a lot of really cool graphics to it from what i see it's supposed to come out actually later this year so it'll probably come out with the new systems that are coming out with the ps5 and the xbox series x later this year without a doubt but it's definitely an interesting first person game uh it's got like shadowy figures i mean uh the it takes place like near again it's in seattle so it's like near like the docks area it's it's pretty crazy it's it, it says it says that in this version of seattle which forms part of white wolf publishing's world of darkness darkness universe the undead are forbidden from revealing themselves to humans um, so that's one of the rules that they have for the game. So I'm actually looking forward to it. It seems like a very fascinating game. It kind of takes me back a little bit to Doom. It's almost like I mean, not as not as like freaky or as crazy as Doom, but like all first person shooters, it, it reminds me something of that. Also, it also reminds me of Judge Dredd. I don't know if you guys remember that that PC game that they inspired off of the movie Judge Dredd. But I actually like that game. That game was pretty cool. You would go around in first person and anybody that was breaking the law, you would judge them. So it kind of reminds me in that, like, based on the the graphics, based on some of the screenshots that I've seen, it kind of reminds me a little bit of... uh, of the Judge Dread PC game. So, I don't know. It, it looks pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Again, it comes out later this year. They haven't given a date yet. They just say that it comes out in 2021. In other video game news, Pokemon Go Legendary Tornadus will be leaving the raid battles very soon. But you could still go ahead and try to catch him in raid battles. Uh, uh, he'll be leaving the battles on Tuesday, February 25th at 1 p.m., 
So before that happens, you could go to any, like, I guess, battle station or gym or whatever. He appears uh, in gyms as a five-star raid boss. So you need to, I guess, team up with another with, with other Pokemon users to defeat it and be able to get to capture Tornadus. Otherwise, it's not going to be that it's not going to be that easy. It's, he's a very difficult boss to beat. So make sure you try to do that before the 25th and he goes away for good. That's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so much for listening to the Xander Effect and we'll see you next time. Have a great weekend, everyone. The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc. BMG and Sony Music The Orchard in association with Art19 Media.